Average Gentleman Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Wesley, Jeff, and Guerra. January 7th, 2022. Welcome in the Below Average Gentleman. I'm here, Wesley, your host. I'm joined by Jeff. Back, bitches. We almost had the full group together. And Weddle's not here. God, we almost <laughs> did it. I told Weddle, like, hey, man, I've been out a couple weeks. We waited till Friday to get the band back together. Something came up for Weddle. He couldn't be here. This was the day Weddle picked. I told him, <laughs> Weddle, I'm not as disappointed as the people are going to be when we, we kick off the beginning of this podcast, dude. The three of us were almost back. I had the fucking Rona. Shit was whack. <laughs> But I'm back. Might be coughing a little bit, but I'm yeah. back. If you hear Jeff coughing a little bit, he's still got some lingering side effects. Because some people are built different. It was don't don't get me started on this rant, dude. <laughs> two years didn't get COVID. Two years of this bullshit. Didn't get the vaccine. Didn't get COVID. Get the vaccine for work so they don't fire me. And a month later, <laughs> I get full blown COVID. Like the full blown shit. Fucking ridiculous. All right, we got a uh, we got quite a bit to cover. We got some decent news to cover, and looking back at week seventeen, we'll probably cover some of the games what we thought was good and not. I mean, some of them I don't even care to talk about. Uh, we'll look ahead to week eighteen, our Stone Cold Locks of the Week, uh, and doesn't sound like we have a Weddow's top five. So because we got a Wilson's top six, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll the, step in. Weddle's top five reasons he can't make the podcast. Hey, you know I'm back when you hear the the cam pop. <laughs> Boys here. All right, so news around the sports world here, because, I mean, I got a couple things from, uh, we got uh, Georgia-Bama. Who's the picks? Because this is on Monday. This is national championship Monday night. It's, I mean, they built it up just, just for the SEC's, obviously, the cream of the crop, and... Georgia's still a two-and-a-half-point favorite after getting drubbed by Alabama the first time. First time they're six-and-a-half-point favorites, got destroyed. They put on a good showing against Michigan. Alabama, we knew they would beat Cincinnati, and then here we are. I bet on Georgia the first time to win that game. I felt like an idiot afterwards. Like, why would I bet against Nick Saban with two weeks to prepare? And I feel the same way, man. He's, he's had a couple weeks to prepare. He is the best coach. He's always got the best recruits. I don't, I'm putting money on Bama, dude. My money was on Bama after Georgia's quarterback got interviewed mm-hmm. after their win mm-hmm. and stumbling over himself when asked, like, how he feels about playing Bama. I thought he saw a ghost, dude. They asked him <laughs> after the game, after they beat Michigan, hey, you got Bama in the national championship. What do you think? And he just, like, got ghosted. <laughs> like, he was just staring. He got white. He was like, well, I mean, like, I mean, I've, I feel like we can win. And I was like, oh, no, I'm betting Bama. I'm out. <laughs> like, if your quarterback of the team is is scared of Bama, I don't think he's ever beat Bama. Nah, he's he, he ain't doing it, man. He was a walk-on. He's had a great year. But it is what it is, man. He was a walk-on. He didn't re- get recruited for a reason. He buckled in that big game against Bama. What was the latest spread on that one? Two and a half, Georgia. It's, it's going from three to two and a half, back and forth. Big money was put on Bama, so it moved a little bit. So I, I don't know, man. All right, the uh, the cream of the crop of the NFL news 
for this week. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Fucking idiot, dude. And this is what Weddle wanted to be here for. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to save Weddle's rant for next week because I'm I'm not going to get into it like Weddle would. You think it would have rivaled the Dwayne Haskins rant? I think so. I mean, he was he was already talking about how he needed 20 minutes for this rant, for this A-B rant. I mean, he just <laughs> threw his career away. Like, he got a second chance. He went unclaimed off waivers today. Brady gave him a second chance because you remember originally Bruce Aarons was like, no. And he's now he's he's been on podcast now throwing Brady under the bus saying like, oh, if, you know, if he's such a team player, how come I was making such little money and – why was I on a prove it deal when Gronk isn't and like I'm the baddest dude there? Like he's he's telling these I don't even know who who's that podcast is, but bunch of bunch of scrubs like they weren't gonna tell him he ain't the best receiver there. He's like, who's better than me on that team? Like who's better than me? And I was thinking like, well, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, like <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like Tom Brady, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't sit there and tell me you're on Tom Brady's team and you're the best player on the team. It was just great how everything went. I loved all the AB memes. You know, he takes his shirt off. He's in the end zone, like, you know, throwing his arms up. And my favorite one was, if fuck it, I'm out, was a person. Like, <laughs> like fuck it, I quit my job. That's, And the whole thing was he didn't want to play. He was mad he wasn't getting targets because he was trying to hit that incentive. He was mad he wasn't getting targets. He was saying his ankle was hurt or whatever. So, you know, apparently Arians is like, in his side of the story, he's saying that he told him his ankle was hurt and he couldn't go out there, and he says they cut him right there. Yeah, well, I loved how Bruce Arians said, like, all right, fuck it, you're done. You're you're out of here. You're done. And then he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> and you saw Evans, like, Evans tried to stop him for a second, then just he gave up, too. He's, <laughs> you can tell them dudes, he's nuts, man. That perfect hit in, I don't know, what was it, 2014 or 15? Like, it ruined his life. Yeah, that dude's got some brain damage, for sure. Never been the same. No, it's over with. We'll let we'll let uh, old Weddle get a real rant next week. No, he's <laughs> he's probably listening to this on his ride home from Olive Garden, where the fuck he's at. And <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, news wise, I mean, you got it's kind of hard to tell which teams are sitting who. Who's playing? Who's? It's a rough week to bet football. Yeah, I mean these lines are tough. I mean I think the Packers are still a three and a half point favorite, and I don't think Rogers even playing. I mean, they probably will still win though. And th- this is a rough week to place bets because of all these unknowns. I mean, even Weddle's lock of the week is solely based on like insider information he has about players sitting. <laughs> like that's how wild this week is for bets. Like you. If you have some, like, if you somehow have some information on people that are going to sit that they haven't announced yet, yeah, jump on it. But, like, this is one where I probably want to wait on most of these until right before kickoff and then and then place your bets. Uh, Derek Henry coming back. And I saw the videos. He looks fine. <laughs> looks ready to go. And do you think the Titans play him this week? I don't think so. I don't think they play him this week, but because I think they can get through this game without him. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they play him. I think you know he might dress, go through warm ups. I don't know, but why would you risk playing him? You're already in. You have what, like a. You already got the one seed, right? Or, or do they have to win to lock it in? They have to in? win. Okay, so because if they lose and the Chiefs won, they would lose the one seed. I mean, I still don't think they're gonna play him. You, you want this dude in the playoffs, and it gives you. 
If you get the bye, you got another extra week to sit him, and he's going to be geared up, dude. Like, the Titans got to be not the favorite, but, I mean, it'd be hard to bet against them the way they looked when Derrick Henry was playing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, predictions for the end-of-year awards here. I mean, your boy's getting rookie of the year. That's fucking for sure. <laughs> Offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, Michael I mean, Parsons, defensive rookie. You got, uh, you got Jamar Chase. He's running away. Literally running away. With yes, the so, so Jamar Chase was in the mix. Like, he wasn't hands down number one. And then this week he put up 260-some receiving yards, three touchdowns. Whatever that, that fucking dance they do, he did it about 100 times. It was, <laughs> they gritty. just de- destroyed him. And that was like, now after that game, he's got rookie of the year. I mean, he, he's got 1,400 yards receiving. He's the offensive rookie of the year. And then Parsons, there's no one even close to him for defensive rookie of the year. That's that's a wrap. Uh, decent defensive player of the year. Always, uh, always controversial, it seems. I mean. It ought to be. You would think it's going to be T.J. Watt. My vote is T.J. Watt. The dude has 21 and a half sacks, missed two games. like And borderline missed four games because he, yeah. t- he missed two full games and he went out early in two others. I mean, if it was like, like a personal thing, like I voted just because if I like him or not, like T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, all them dudes wouldn't even be on my board. Like the Watt family, I, I can't stand them right now. You They're, sound like that... Uh, so yeah, that, that Bears man. columnist that yeah. says he refuses to vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. Yeah, who no, should be the MVP? Yeah. So going into that, like, if you guys didn't see it, there was a guy. Does he actually do the voting, or he just said? No, that? he's a voter. Okay, so one of the voters for MVP said he will not vote for Aaron Rodgers no matter what his stats look like because he's unvaccinated, <laughs> and that and that puts like a like some shit. And he's against a bad his team. person, and he's a bad person. Like, how can you say something like that? And still be allowed to vote. I wouldn't be surprised if he got stripped of his vote. I mean that that's absolutely trash. Like, because you're not voting, you're not voting for the person. You're voting for what they did. Like, you're saying if this dude had 70 touchdown passes and the next closest guy was 40, that you wouldn't vote for him because he's unvaccinated. And he's a bad person. The anyone like MVP talk, like I to me, it had to be between Brady Rogers. According to Colin Coward, Joe Burrow <laughs> should be the MVP. And the worst part is, it's like I understand. I understand where there can be an argument. This yeah, guy, but those stats were also. I mean, but this guy, he's taken a a nothing team. And the fact that Rodgers only has four picks is yeah. My, I mean, that's a, unbelievable. The uh, comeback player of the year. I think that's where you're probably Burrow. Mm-hmm. It'd be either him or Dak. Nah, he's had a much better season than Dak. Nah, not. Nah. Well, I mean, it, it, but it's Dak, a, it's Dak a, plays. That's a dumbass award. But Dak plays for that team. Like, didn't Alex Smith not get that award? When yeah. He, like, <laughs> his leg almost got cut off and they gave it to somebody else. All right. Let's get into, uh, let's get into some of these, uh, week 17 takeaways. And how about, you had your Eagles. Hey, man. Every week. I, I don't even know. Like, I only like the Eagles because of the way they play, man. They And you got to give Nick Sirianni credit. All, like, all offseason, the beginning of the season, all we did is make fun of how this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, he can't speak in front of people. He does dumbass shit. But the beginning of the season, dude, they didn't want to run the ball. They were throwing it 50 times a game. It wasn't working for him. 
he give him credit, dude. He switched it up. He started running the ball. That's obviously the strength of his team. They're running the ball, controlling the game. If they get up by a touchdown or 10 points, dude, they're running away with games. I mean, you got to give him credit. He adjusted, and they're already in the playoffs. That's not a team that, that I would want to play. I mean, and that's what's fun about the playoffs because, I mean, you can't really look across the board and be like, that's the easy out. No, there, there is no easy out. It's, it's a playoff game. These, these teams are coming geared up. I mean, the, the AFC wildcard teams, you're looking at the Colts, Patriots, and Chargers right now. And is that that's not an easy out for any team. Oh, like you're going to end, like if it ended right now, we'd end up with a Colts, Bengals round one matchup. And those are two teams that could run the playoffs. Like those two teams would be the type of teams that could go in as a wild card and get to the shit. Like they, they're gritty like that. And that would be a wild round one matchup, dude. Uh, the Rams eked out the win over the Ravens 20 to 19. The, uh, ugly game. It was ugly, and now this was the, you know, the Ravens fans have been hanging on about that, well, everybody's playing our fourth and fifth, you know, our practice squad team that we've been fielding out there. I'm like, hey, hey man, it's the NFL. It was week 17. You guys had to win to get in the playoffs, and you shit the bed. Mm-hmm. You're done. I mean, you're done. And we saw we saw Lamar, man, like, he, I saw him, like, they were showing clips of him at practice. That dude's ankle's fucked up. Like he's, that's why he wasn't playing. He wanted to play, and he's already out this week. Yeah, I mean, well, now it's over. Like they, they don't even have a shot for the playoffs, right? No, no they, what they, happens? They do, but they needed. They, they're just like the Steelers. It's the Colts need to lose the, the. I think the Chargers and Raiders can't end in a tie. Yeah, I, I was. I thought I the Raiders were out. I think the only win and end game from this week is uh, Raiders Chargers. So, the way it is, is if Indy wins, they're in no matter what. Which, they're playing Jacksonville, they should. But, I mean, the most interesting game has to be Raiders-Chargers because the winner of that game yeah. is a playoff team. Yeah, and I think what I looked at was if... Uh, th- th- I think those are the only three teams that can make it. Indy, and then those two. So, if Indy loses and that game ends in a tie, they're both in. Which, someone was, like, saying, hey, if Indy loses, they're going to tie on purpose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, it, it's just... I mean, I'm always a big fan of those games. Like, there's two teams trying to make the playoffs. They're playing each other. It, it's a playoff game. It's a playoff game, and it's the night game. And and I can tell you, there's probably a lot of teams that don't want to play the Chargers. No. No, I mean. Because if that offense comes out hot, like, teams are in trouble. But, I mean, don't don't sleep on the Raiders, though. They just beat the Colts. Somehow, they're still in the mix. All they got to do is win this game at home. It's going to be wild at that new stadium, too. I mean, I've got the charges, obviously, but it's a three-point spread right now. Like, they expect it to be close. All right, the Bucks beat the Jets 28-24 off a late-game touchdown after Antonio Brown exited. Ugly game. The Jets had that game the whole time. They let Brady pull it out in the end. And the craziest part, or the dumbest part to me, was after the game, that rookie corner that picked him off, like, asked Tom Brady to sign the ball and shit. These guys are all just... The fandom is, fan is disgusting, man. Fangirling like, Brady. <laughs> this dude intercepts Brady, and then after the game, he's like, hey, sir, can you sign my ball I intercepted from you? Like, shut the... Dude, if I was Brady, like, shut the fuck up, dude. Get away from me. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll sign some gear. Send me $1,000. I mean, it's crazy to think like that. Brady's been in so long that 
these dudes playing against him grew up as kids watching him. Like, well, this guy that picked him off is like 22 years old. So Brady's been in the league longer than this dude's been alive. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's this kid idolized him. Yeah, yeah, grew up watching this guy play, mm-hmm. winning Super Bowls, and he gets a pick against this dude. It's probably a big moment for him. Yeah, it is, but it's just, just disgusting, dude. <laughs> Let's bring it back to the 80s, dude, where they're fighting each other after the game. All right. Real heartbreaker here. Titans beat the Dolphins 34-3. to Jeff's lock of the week was uh, the Dolphins plus three. Uh, Cut me you, some slack, you, dude. I had COVID. If you had the Dolphins at plus 30, you might have got this. <laughs> hey, man, I was sick. My brain wasn't right. <laughs> I picked the Dolphins as my lock. I mean, I was watching that game in such disgust, like, at myself. Like, why in the world would I bet on Tua after all these all these weeks of me trashing Tua, but... Like Weddle said on the podcast, I was riding the hot hand, dude. Yep. They had won seven, seven in, a in a row. Their defense was playing good. Tua was moving the ball. And then, you know, it starts raining, and all of a sudden it's over with. The Titans just rolled them. I'm sorry, people. If you bet on my lock, I apologize. <laughs> I bet on it. I'm sorry. I the, bet on it, too. Jaguars at the Patriots. My the dog walk of the week. Patriots 50-10. to 10. And you want to talk, we, we just had this talk last week. You want to talk about running the score up. Good, dude. And I mean. 50 to 10. And, I mean, I get it. No reason for it, but whatever. They they wanted to score 50, and they did. I mean, you want to go into the playoffs like this. You want to go into the playoffs rolling people on a hot streak. I mean, if, the, if you're going to do it against anyone, it's the Jags. Like, this week, the Colts are probably going to do the same shit. Like they're six, the Colts are sixteen and a half point favorites against and, them. And, and just from the games I've seen, I'm just not impressed with Trevor Lawrence. No, I mean, you it's year one. He's on the worst, by far the worst roster in the league. But I do agree, he hasn't looked great. But he needs some help, dude. And and he does need a coach that's going to actually coach this dude up. I mean, my like his first year, dude. His coach got fired halfway through the year. I mean, but. Justin Herbert's had what two coaches in two years now, and I know like just let's not cut him off too early. I I don't think he looks great, but he doesn't look fucking horrible. I'm fairly confident I'm not going to lose that bet with Weddle. No, no, you're you're going to win the bet. And for the for the listeners that don't know if, you, if there's any new listeners, if there's any new listeners and this is your first episode, you wait till fucking Weddle's back. You're gonna have a blast. <laughs> so so Weddle's a big Trevor Lawrence guy. You know, Wes is a Bengals fan, so he's a big Joey franchise guy. And the bet was, who will win a playoff game first? This was before the season. Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow. It was a $100 bet. I mean, at least, like, Joe Burrow gets a game in the playoffs this year, at least one. So, yeah, and this you was, could win the bet this, this year. This was a preseason bet. This is when, I think, the over-under on Bengals wins was six. And, and I, maintained, I maintained Zach Taylor. Had to win 10 games to keep his job. There you go. And just for me, he kept his job. What Are they at 9 or 10 already? 10. Okay. Yeah, I mean, dude, I I mean, that was kind of a bonehead thing he was doing this week, but I think, you know, overall he's been all right with his with his end of the game not wanting to kick the field goal. Yeah, that it was a little odd, and they, you know, they did get bailed out on it, but it, I was – I mean, 50 seconds left. I mean, we, we can wait until we get to the game. But I, I was nervous drinking during that game. 
Yeah, you wouldn't even text back, scared motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Raiders at the Colts. The Raiders took the Colts down 23-20 to in a game that the Colts needed to win here. They, I mean, this puts the Colts in a spot they have to play. I mean, luckily for the Colts, their last game of the season is a division opponent in Jacksonville. If the Colts lose this game, which there's there's no way they do, but if somehow they do, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. That's It is what it is. I've been big on the Colts this year, but... If you if you lose against Jacksonville after losing to the Raiders, you only had to win one to get in. That's on you. All right, let's get to my lock of the week. My lock of the week was the over in the Chiefs Bengals game. It was locked in at fifty and a half, I think, or fifty one. Fifty one, I think. Fifty one. We ended up with uh, sixty five points in this, so the lock hit. We saw saw this one coming. When in the second quarter, man, it was like 20 to 14 and the Bengals were driving. I was like, well, this one's going to fucking hit. Yeah, it was. I think it hit in the third quarter. I mean, and we talked about earlier, Jamar Chase went off for 266 and three tutties. My God. What, what What's that dance called? The, the gritty. The gritty. When that dude from the Chiefs swatted the ball on Jamar Chase and started doing the gritty, and then like the next play he got bombed on for he a got touchdown. Mossed. <laughs> what a fucking punk-ass dude, and, man. And, yeah, Chase just mossed him for that touchdown. And it has turned into where Joe Burrow knows exactly how he has to throw it on a one-on-one and to get it to Jamar Chase. And, like, that play was third and 27. The Chiefs bring the house. As soon as he sees people coming, Burrow just chucks it up. And, you know, that, Joe, Joe Burrow's quote, fuck it, he's down there somewhere. <laughs> that that play specifically, third and 27, and you zero blitz. I couldn't. I still can't believe you watch that and you watch them zero blitz put every Bengals receiver one-on-one. Well, to me, it's like you do that at the beginning of the game, the second quarter, whatever, that's okay. But game but you, on the line, third and 27, you well, zero blitz it. Well, not only that, like I'm I'm still okay with that. Where where it bothers me is you watched this dude get torched for three and a half quarters and you're going to zero blitz on this and let it, I mean, whatever. I mean, in their defense, a lot, a lot of times it works out. Like the zero blitz on a on a new quarterback, like it's gonna come. But he was shredding them all day. But, but on on that third and twenty seven, all you had to do was keep the pass in front of you, not give up the first down. And no, it, it, horrible mistake, horrible. It was that rivaled the uh, last year when the Jets didn't win it, hadn't won a game yet. And it was the last play of the game, and they let the Raiders throw that bomb for a touchdown. It rivaled that to me when I saw it. Like that, it was just how how do you blitz in a spot like that and get fucking burned? Yeah, it was great and, game though. I hope I hope we get another Chiefs Bengals matchup. That shit was awesome. Yeah, that it it was a fun one to watch because yeah. I mean the way it started, the the Chiefs scored fourteen points in two minutes. I was getting a little bit like, my God, dude, we're gonna look like. And give Here the Bengals again. credit. Yeah, give the Bengals credit because how many times have we seen that shit? They whoop somebody's ass. Next week, they get down early, and they just let them roll them. No, they, they stuck it out this time. Now Burrow's thrown 970 yards and eight touchdowns, no interceptions in two games. My God, he's turned it on. And, you know, he was one of those quarterbacks in fantasy football this year that was probably on the waivers. He wasn't drafted, this and that. And if you, if you ended up, like, one of my buddies – had Joe Burrow as a replacement for Lamar Jackson, won him a shit. Like, that, that's the kind of shit that happens. And for all the guys that, that won a shit, wasn't us, but <laughs> congrats, dude, and congrats to Manny D5, you know, the fill-in on the podcast. He won the elite, below-average gentleman league. Hit him. 
It's Manny's championship time. <laughs> he did it. He got the monkey off the back. I mean, give him credit, dude, because he had the best team all year. He he didn't have a lot of injuries, and he fucking did it, dude. Like, he, he drafted a good team. He didn't make trades. And, you know, as much as it hurts us to say Manny won it, I mean, you got to give, give the man his credit. And and he, he won the toughest fantasy football league in the country. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to make the fucking playoffs in this league, boys. Yeah, it was a <clears throat> tough season for some. Yeah, and and congrats to the runner-up Posty. He had a fucking good season. I don't I don't think uh, he was squeaking out with those playoff dubs, but he almost got it done, man. It was close. And for that championship matchup, give a little insight to our league, Manny was down like 36 points going into championship, into Monday night for the championship, and he had Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson going, and he's a Steelers fan. <laughs> on Big Ben's last night in uh, Heinz Field. And it was close. He was up by like two points at the end. Like it was over, you know, post down, no players. And then Najee broke off that touchdown run to, to put it away. And as soon as it happened, it didn't matter for that game. He was going to win anyway. But imagine the leagues where you're in the championship playing against Najee and you're up by, say, six, seven points. And you're like, it's over. They run out the clock. They're going to kneel. And then he fucking busts one and wins the wins the shit, man. That's that's disgusting. All right, the uh, we didn't talk about this guy during the news. We can talk about it now. Giants versus the Bears. Bears steamrolled the Giants twenty nine to three, and then uh, the Giants coach that presser he gave was the most pathetic thing I'd ever seen. Talking about he's got all these players that call him every day telling him they made a mistake leaving the Giants. And it's like, yeah, all these players wanted to be 4-12 and 12 this year, huh? <laughs> dude, it, it, remind, it was like a, if, you know, some dude gets broken up with by his chick, and he's like, you know what? There, there's all these girls that want me. You should see me at work. Like, <laughs> they all want to be with me. My ex calls me. All these <laughs> chicks are hanging all over me. And, like, when he said that, dude, he was talking about one player. He was talking about uh, Galladay. Or, I mean, uh, no... I was all I could think was Galladay, but it ain't even that. That's that ain't even the right reference. Yeah, I can't. I can't even think who he's even referencing. Like who left there? That's begging to come back. Yeah, I don't know. It, they, I don't remember any big time player leaving there. I mean, maybe OBJ's calling him for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this dude's like, I don't know, like. And if you watch a whole interview, it was like 11 or 12 minutes, and this dude just going on Oh, and he's on. fucking salty, dude. Yeah, I mean. He'll be coaching for Belichick in a year or two. I mean, just like he used to. Yeah. He'll bring him back. I mean. He'll go back to, he'll go, he'll go crawl back to. Bill's good at that, man. Daddy he brings Bill. them all back. Mm-hmm. Like, his, uh, Josh McDaniels, he thought he could go run, run some shit. Nah, the, come back, little the, boy. The dude who went to the Lions and came back. Oh, Yeah. Fucking uh, Matt Patricia, pencil in the ear guy. Yeah, man, how many? That that just shows you how good Belichick is, dude. How many coaches have been top tier like talent? Like these these teams have wanted them. Charlie Weiss, the defensive dude that that year, and they all leave, dude. Go run their teams, fucking suck, and then come crawling <laughs> back, and Bill's still winning ships. And he and he always takes them back. Got a he's They're, got a spot for him somewhere. I mean, some some guys can you know some guys can lead a team and some guys can, you know, be They're told what to back do. And, you know, glad you made glad you made a lot of money for the couple of years, but yeah. 
Yeah. Got this spot for a hundred grand for you. <laughs> and and now you're gonna work five times as hard. Because <laughs> that's probably the real issue, man. Bill's probably got him on a fucking whip. He's got him on the dog chain, and they leave. You want to leave again? Yeah. <laughs> they they leave Bill after working nineteen hours a day, and they're going to work eight hours a day by themselves, and they fucking suck. Uh, Falcons Bills don't have much from this one. Bills did what they were supposed to, won the game. It was an okay took, game. Took over, took the reins back in their in their division. They win. They're the they win the division. Yeah. Uh, Texans, Niners, Niners. This one, I was surprised to see the end score here, twenty three to seven. Because I remember checking the score at one point. I'm like, man, dude, the Texans are going to win another game, and I don't know. Then the Niners just piled on. I mean, they, they the Niners covered. Trey Lance does not look hot. Like if you just looked at his stats, they're okay. But man, he he didn't look good and. If you if you had Niners in the championship game, Debo had a good game with that touchdown. He had like eighteen or nineteen points, but overall, like he made everyone worse. Kittle didn't do shit. Yeah. Kittle, the running backs didn't do Kittle shit. Kittle failed people in this championship. Yeah, I mean, you, you forget how much Jimmy G means to at least moving the ball down the field. Uh, Chargers Broncos Broncos pulled out the win or <laughs> Chargers pulled out the win thirty four to thirteen. Uh, Put themselves in the last playoff spot here. All they got to do is win. Yeah, just, I mean, bet against Drew Locke. If Drew Locke plays, you're set. You're going to win 9 out of 10 of those you bet against him. That, that's what I got from that game. I always thought that one of the podcasts I listened to, they call him Mr. Irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And best, the best way to describe this dude. Every time I see Drew Locke do something bad, I just, I just have flashbacks of the draft when the Broncos kept trading up for players and it wasn't him, I think they took two players in front of him and then drafted him at the end of the second round. And I think that was the third player they drafted that year. And it's like, to him, you know, he's all excited, but you you got to think like they're passing on you for a reason and they really needed a quarterback. If they really thought you were the truth, they would have got you way earlier. And it's, it's proven itself. Teddy Bridgewater isn't that good and he looks light years ahead of Drew Lock. Panthers, Saints, this one was ugly. Saints pulled out the win, ugly to ten. Uh, Camaro was terrible. Everyone was terrible. I, I have nothing from this game. I watched most of it in disgust. Yeah, hated it. What Camaro finish with? Did he end up getting a touchdown? I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I can't I remember. I think he did, but the, I don't. Even the know. parts of it I was watching, it was pretty bad. Uh, Lions Seahawks. This turned into a turned into a little bit of a. Lopsided barn burner. I don't know how what you would call it. Fifty-one to twenty-nine. I I will call it. You know, there's two players on the in these games that won people fantasy championship. Monron St. Brown, thirty-six points or forty some point, whatever it was, and uh, Rashad Penny, dude. He looked like what they drafted him for. Mm-hmm. And hey, man, like Chris Carson might never play another game. Like neck injuries and spinal shit is not re- like that's not something you play with. Yeah, Rashad man. Penny might be relevant, dude. It was a nice breakout game for Amal Ra. Yeah. They said he was like the the only rookie to get like eight plus catches in five games or some shit like that. He's been getting targets. Cardinals Cowboys. I know the Cowboys were the favorite in this one. And famously before the game, Wido starts texting everyone he knows. <laughs> I got a funny feeling about the money line. No, he... The, the like, exact quote was, 
hear me out. <laughs> Cardinals money line exclamation point. And I mean, I liked it, dude. It was plus two twenty. I mean, I'm a Cardinals fan though. So, but we talked about it weeks ago how we didn't think that we would lose to the Cowboys and all this. And then we went on a three game losing streak. The Cowboys are rolling people, and so Cardinals find a way. If the if everything shakes out the way it is right now, the Cardinals would play the Cowboys in round one. Yeah, and and since uh, since we gave up our you know home playoff stuff, and Aaron Murray's or Kyler Murray has never lost a game in Texas. Yeah, he never lost a game at AT and T Stadium. He's eight and zero there. He won three state championships there. He won a couple games in college there, and then he's two and zero in uh, NFL. But in high school, he's forty three and zero in Texas. Like, dude's never lost in Texas. Like, since we gave up our home game, we might as well play in Texas because we ain't gonna lose. Kyler is Texas, dude. I'm telling you. But it was funny because, you know, if you're listening and you don't have an iPhone, I'm sorry. But on the iPhone, when you're texting, you know, you can click on whatever it is and do the exclamation point or the thumbs up and all that. And as the Cardinals were stomping the Cowboys, Weddo kept going back to his quote of, hear me out, Cardinals money line. And he kept putting the exclamation point on it. So throw that quote back into the chat. I, I couldn't stop laughing, dude. Every time the Cardinals would score, you'd see, hear me out, Cardinals money line. <laughs> and I've never been a an iPhone snob or, you know, I didn't care what kind of phone you had mm-hmm. until, until recently when I realized that you can make group chats on the iPhone and you can put an icon for your group chat. And you can sit there and just add people, kind of like a, a WhatsApp chat, mm-hmm. if you ever use that app. Same same my principle, but everyone's got to have an iPhone to be in that type of chat. And we have a sports betting chat, and there's a guy we won't let in it because he doesn't have an iPhone. Yeah, like it, if you're talking to me and I don't see the bubbles, like I don't want to, I don't want to talk to you. Like if, if I if I get that a disgusting <laughs> green bubble, if. <laughs> If I get a text from someone and it's green, I, I'm deleting it. I don't care who you are. If my grandma texts me for some reason and it's green, sorry, grandma, you need to get an iPhone. This is insane. <laughs> that disgusting uh, booger green bubble pops up and you're like, oh, this is gross. And you know what, you know what sucks about this Cardinals game, though? The whole time, dude, I'm, I'm looking at all these, what's going to be my lock? What's going to be my lock? And I'm like, dude. There ain't no way we lose by six and a half fucking points. Like, there's no way. And then I'm like, dude, I can't keep coming on the podcast and fucking taking Cardinals as my lock every week. It's just a bad look, dude. And then here we are, dude. Dolphins get fucking rolled. <laughs> and, you know, Cardinals win straight up. All right. The Packers clinched the number one seed in the NFC with a 10 to 37 win over the Vikings. And what was it Mannion? Mm. Oh, my God. Dude couldn't do anything. If you went into your championship and had Dalvin Cook, it that blew up in your face. Four points. Just ugly game for Jefferson the, couldn't do anything because he was on. That, that, that dude might be the worst quarterback to start a game this year. And here the Packers are. Don't have to play week 18. Don't have to play the first week of the playoffs. The, the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau. I mean, it's. Everything and then they're gonna they can essentially sit players for the next two weeks. Get Zadarius Smith, yeah, get Jair get Alexander, back. get you know probably get Bakhtari back. And I love the Rogers quote like 
if it comes through Lambeau, like you got to come to Lambeau when it's snowing and play us. Like the people don't want to do it. It's like going to, to New England. I can easily see a scenario where the Cardinals go back to AT&T. They go to Arlington and win the game. But putting putting Kyler and those Cardinals up in Lambeau is a different story. The defense would have to win it. I mean, because that, that snowy game in Chicago, the defense fucking, Kyler didn't do anything. And that's, the defense is capable, but you're right. Like, going into Lambeau and playing them, that's a, that's a tough match. Yeah, I mean, your domed quarterbacks going into Lambeau mm-hmm. isn't usually the recipe for success. And I know Tom Brady's done it his whole career. But he's Tom Brady. But even Tom Brady says he's a fucking warm weather guy now, dude. <laughs> he's going to go over there, man. But, uh, and even think he could, it, even when he played on the Bucks last year and did it last year, he spent the pat, the previous 20 seasons playing in Gillette. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's, the dude can probably go back in his mind to, okay, I've played these cold games. I know what to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Tom Brady. But I, you get used to that shit real quick, dude. I've lived in Arizona a couple of years, and I got up to go to work the other day, and it was 30 degrees, and 30 degrees doesn't sound that cold. I was pissed. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to live in the south the rest of my life. You just fucking lost, cold, dude. You just lost all your Indianapolis street grid. <laughs> well, it's funny, dude. I was sending people, uh, one of my buddies, I sent him a fucking screenshot of, you know, in Indiana it was like 10 degrees or whatever. Sent him a screenshot of the weather app where he was at and a screenshot of where I was at and it was like 70 degrees. And I did that. I sent him that meme of uh, that dude on Simpsons. And I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And your uh, Monday night game. Browns at the Steelers. Steelers won twenty six to fourteen. Ben's last game in Heinz Field. Uh, Another ugly game. It was ugly, and I did not understand what was going on with Nick Chubb. I, they weren't playing him. It, he it, played about fifty percent. It was really weird. Standing on the sidelines. I mean, maybe it's one of those like hey, we're already done, dude. Like who, who gives a shit? Because going into that game, they they got eliminated on Sunday because some teams won, but. I actually thought it was pretty cool the end of the game, the whole Big Ben stuff. Like, Big Ben's obviously done. And and then they had, I mean, they told us, like, Baker's, you know, the brace he's wearing is keeping him from, like, you know, he doesn't have the full range of motion in his throws and had this dude throw 50 times. Like, right. I didn't under, like, there was. The announcers were making excuses for how bad Baker Mayfield is. I mean, it almost felt like a thing, like, you know, Brown's management, they're done for the year. Why are they playing A, why are they playing Baker to start with? And B, it was, did did they have this dude go out there and throw 50 passes just so they could be like, yeah, we're moving on? No, they don't <laughs> want Baker there. They, they were hoping his arm would fall off. That was the whole thing. <laughs> they, I mean, what is he in his third or fourth year? It's easy to tell this he's... His fourth year and they have their fifth year option. It's obvious he's not the future. They're going to pick up the fifth-year option because it's still cheap on the contract. They already did. Okay, so it's cheap on the contract. They're going to keep him. He's not going to be there long-term. I guarantee you next year is his last year in Cleveland. At best, he gets picked up by some fucking scrubs, and he's just he's the same as he always is. Yeah, it could, I could easily see a scenario where he's not even playing for the Browns next year. They trade him. I could name 10 quarterbacks. If they were on the Browns, they'd, they'd easily be a fucking playoff team. He's, they they have one of the top tier rosters, and Bake, all Baker has to do is not throw interceptions, and they can win twelve fucking games. But he can't do it. 
They they have the best offensive line, great run game, decent receivers. These guys on defense fly around. You you have some of the best players on defense. He can't get it done. All right. It's time to talk about some of these matchups. These scary, scary week 18 matchups. The uh All right, let's start with our Saturday games. Got two Saturday games, and I think Weddle's got his lock on the first one, right? No. No? Weddle's lock is on the Panthers and Bucks game. Okay. So, Chiefs at Denver. Chiefs are an 11-point favorite over under a 45. Is Drew Lock playing? (laughs) Probably. Then I got the Chiefs in a fucking landslide. They're going to go in like, we talked so much shit about the Chiefs all year. They're going to blow out this team and just go in hot. Like, it's it's going to happen. The Yeah, I mean, 11 points is a lot. And, you know, if I was going to put money on it, I'd probably favor Kansas City. And can't, to me, Kansas City kind of got a little screw job on the schedule with the – they got flexed into the Saturday spot. So how is that a screw job? Well, the Titans have the number one spot, and if they win, they're in. So Kansas City is forced to play their players before knowing what the Titans do. I guess if you look at it like that, but the way I look at it is there shouldn't even be Saturday games. Like how how are these teams like how are the Chiefs get to play on Saturday and have an extra day to rest than all these other teams? Like to me, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I mean, and they they never used to do this before. It used to all everybody was playing on Sunday. All right, our other Saturday game, which I guess this one could affect the Cardinals here with the, the extra day of rest, is the Cowboys at the Eagles. Cowboys are a four point favorite. This, you know, this is a tough one, dude. Yeah, this gonna be a. Is this one of these days where you uh? You go all in on the Eagles? No, because twelve Eagles starters have COVID, and I and and they say they're not going to play. So, but one of the big things is this line is so close, anyways, because I think people think the Cowboys are going to sit there a lot of their starters. So that's one of those you don't even know. Like, I mean, if if the Eagles have this many players out and the Cowboys are playing their guys, the Cowboys should roll them by at least a touchdown. But with the line being at four points, it's not telling you that. It's telling you the Cowboys might sit some players. I mean, I, I'm I'm not I'm not taking betting this game because remember early on in the season, I fucking locked in the Eagles against the Cowboys to cover whatever it was, and they lost by like thirty. <laughs> it was like this Dolphins one. I Eagles are hot right now, but I mean, I, I'm not touching this game. All right, you got the Colts at Jacksonville. Colts are a 15-point favorite. Good Lord. And 44 over under. And, man, I'm half tempted to lock in the Colts. I was too. Like, I I wanted to. Like, they're going to destroy these dudes. It's a win and end game. What do you think about the over under, though? Because I I was. I don't know, because the Colts could score 30 and and Jacksonville score nothing. Well, that's what I'm saying, like. You know, fuck it. I'm locking in my lock, and and I want to parlay it too, but I'm not going to. My lock of the week is under 44 points. Jacksonville, 80% of the time when Jacksonville plays, it's under. 
And 44, I know it's not a ton of points, but, I mean, those guys don't score points. The Colts are going to whoop their ass. I'm just hoping it's not like last week, like 50 to 10, you know? But I'm locking in the Colts in the under, Colts, Jags, under 44. And, God, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to bet on them to cover that too, that 15 and a half. They're probably going to win like, it's going to be like 24 to 3 or some shit. 28 to 3. Jags might not score a touchdown. They might bench Lawrence so he doesn't die. He's done. <laughs> Let it go. Hey. Wes is about to lock in a, the other part of it. He's staring at it. I, I feel like it, man. Like Just lock it in, dude. We'll double down on Indy this week. Let's go. Nah, I don't want to do it on the same game. Like, Why not? Makes it easy. <laughs> All right, the uh, Bengals at Cleveland. Cleveland's a six-point favorite. Over under 37 and a half. Nobody's, oh my God. nobody's playing anyone. I, I mean, mean Mixon, Mixon's not playing. Burrow's not playing, which means probably Chase, Higgins, Boyd aren't playing. Do they have enough wide receivers to fill the roster if those three don't play? They'll, I don't know. I'm sure they do. Put some corners out there or something. Dude, I, I know I told you this. When I first saw this, I was like, hey, who's a Bengals backup? Like Brandon Allen, and I'm like, they're gonna cover six. <laughs> like the like they're not gonna lose by a touchdown, even if with the backups. And I would, I mean, it it. I haven't seen the news recently. Is is Chubb not playing? If I was a coach, I wouldn't play none of my dudes. Anybody, anybody that has had injury history, nah, ain't playing. Might be a big Darnus Johnson game. Like, I I would get go down the list. And be like, all right, first off, fuck my owner. Second off, who who's lined up for fucking the incentives? Who needs 50 yards receiving? Who needs a kickoff? <laughs> like, let, let's, I mean, we're already out, dude. Let's, let's get people their bonuses. Let's go. Are you got a Chicago at Minnesota? Minnesota is a five and a half point favorite, and Andy Dalton is starting for the Bears. <laughs> is Kirk Cousins playing? I don't know. So my favorite quote of the week was uh, Mike Zimmer talking about Kellen Mond. Did you see that? So Mond is their third string quarterback. Um, he's like a fan favorite. They, you know, everyone wants to see him play. He played towards the end of that Packers game. He looked pathetic, of course. And after the game, one of the one of the guys asked uh, Zimmer. He's like, "Hey, um, do you want to see like?" You want to see Kellen, you know, Mond out there? Do you want to see him out there? And he's like, no, absolutely not. And they're like, why not? Everyone wants to see him. And he's like, I see him every day at practice. And I was like, oh, this dude sucks. Like, he was like, absolutely not. Like, I don't want to see him in the game. And they're like, well, why not? Basically, if he if he said what he wanted to say, he'd be like, fuck no. Why not? This dude sucks. I see him every fucking day. It's horrible. My favorite quote. I mean, if Kirk Cousins is playing, dude, I got the Vikings, but yeah, it's kind of a, he should, cause he was out cause of COVID, right? Yeah. So he, he should be back, but that's a, that's a game like nothing to play for. Not like those games are hard to fucking bet on, dude. They have, they have nothing to play for. Like that's why the Colts one is so easy to bet on. Cause they have to fucking win to get in. Mm-hmm. And who says the Jags even give a shit? Like they might come out and just. All right, 
Patriots, or no, let's do Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore's a three and a half point favorite. I don't want to bet on this one because this could go any way of a million. <laughs> yeah, this this is a such a trash game. I mean, and they it's both, Big Ben's last game. Both teams have to win to even have a shot at the playoffs. They're not going to know why why they're while they're playing if they get in because the the Colts are going to be playing at the same time. Uh, and then your Chargers game is an evening game. So they have to play this game. I mean, just looking at it, I lean Pittsburgh three and a half. Give me the points. But that this game is ugly. It, it's the, the reason I'd bet on Pittsburgh is Big Ben's last game. They're going to be playing hard for him. You saw how it was last game. They let him throw 50 times, which was hilarious. He had like 140 yards last week. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I'll take Pittsburgh three and a half. All right, here's another one where, based on the Colts, you kind of want to take it. The Titans are 10 and a half point favorite at Houston. In Houston's been playing people tough, though. I know yeah. they lost 23 to 7 last week against the Niners, but I mean, wasn't, wasn't, uh, imagine didn't what the, Houston win this game? Yeah. How, how much do you think this line would move if, like, game game day morning, like, yeah, we're playing Henry? It'd move to, like, 17. <laughs> and I'd probably take Houston. This is one where I... Titans should win this game by a lot. But Houston, man, like... I know Davis Mills last week scored one touchdown, but I, I like that dude. He moves the ball. If he doesn't turn the ball over, they're in games. He's earned himself another season. He's a, Yeah. He, he'll be the starter next year, for sure. In my opinion, yeah, I mean, there ain't I, nobody to draft. If I, you know, if I was going to put a bet in, it'd probably be on Tennessee because you know this is they win, they get a buy, which some teams are taking their buy right now. So I really think it sucks that there's only one team that gets a buy. I know it gives us an extra game, but fuck, <laughs> that's uh, dude, that's tough. Yeah. All right, uh, Washington at the Giants. Uh, and Washington's a seven-point favorite. I don't have any interest in betting on this. Both teams are out. I'm done. Look at that over-under. Yeah, 30, 37 and a half. I mean, nah, I'm out. The Giants quarterbacks are so bad. Like, that gives you, like, Daniel Jones is okay compared to those two. All right. Green Bay is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Detroit. And that you have to think that they're putting this three-and-a-half-point favorite Assuming Rodgers isn't playing. Oh, yeah, of course. Because they already said, like, I don't think Rodgers is playing. But Rodgers isn't playing. That would mean if Rodgers isn't playing, you know, it's a domino. None of the guys are playing, and they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> like, that's wild, dude. I mean, it, it is. It's hard to judge this one, too. I mean, I, I know I'm saying that a lot, but this week, <laughs> the last week of the season is tough to bound because you don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, the Lions cover almost every other game. I mean, they got rolled by Seattle last week, but if Jared Goff plays, they're in a dome. They probably covered three and a half. And there's not not a whole lot of these spoiler games in here, right? Like uh, where a team, like, you might look at them and be like, yeah, they're going to spoil these dudes' season. And the only spoiler game is the team, you know, they're, they're playing each other. Mm-hmm. The... uh 
right. I'm going to, this next one I'm going to take is my lock of the week. Patriots minus six and a half against the Dolphins, and I'm going to take the Patriots six and a half. Part of that, Dolphins won the game, the first game of the season here, and I think the Patriots are going to come in here and shut it down. Payback time. Payback time. I mean, I, I took the Dolphins last week. I mean, they could play spoiler here. The Dolphins are historically can beat New England, but the way the Patriots looked last week, I'm, I I like your pick. I'd take the Patriots cover. Win by a touchdown at least. And, and the Patriots, I guess what you got the – so both these are afternoon games. The Patriots can still win the AFC East. So they need technically to, they need to play this. Yeah. And they have to win to make the playoffs, correct? No. I mean they're ten and six. Oh, okay. I think they got a game. I think they're already locked into the playoffs. They're the only wild card locked in. Yeah, they they should win. I mean, they to win the division, Buffalo has to lose to New York. The Jets, uh, don't see that happening, but you're right. You don't know. You're playing your game. You gotta gotta go on there and play. All right, you got uh, the Jets at Buffalo. Buffalo, 16-point favorite, over under 40-and-a-half. That's a large number. A lot of points to cover. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't bet on this because I can see Buffalo just blowing the doors off of them. But you could see a Jets covered. Dude. Yeah. 16-and-a-half is a lot of fucking points. Now, that's a sucker's bet, dude. I ain't touching that. <laughs> All right, another game where the team, the at least one of the teams, has to play. Seattle at Arizona. Arizona is a six-point favorite. Arizona should cover this. I got my money on Arizona for this one. They should, but I'm, I'm not locking in a touchdown. Cardinals should win. They should cover. But Seattle's looked good for a shitty team. They've, they've been playing good. Arizona the last month has been really bad. They came back, beat the Cowboys, but man, we need DeAndre back, dude. Our offense looks so much different without Hopkins. It's just, it's like we have scrub after scrub out there. I hate it. It's annoying. Your defensive look look bad without Hopkins. Well, we we have JJ Watt making the most heroic comeback of all time, so <laughs> we'll be fine. As predicted, yeah. As predicted on the podcast, JJ Watt. As soon as the injury happened, we predicted it. Even the sleeper app, like their alert that JJ Watt was coming back was the most ridiculous thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up. That like shit was JJ, so JJ works for Sleeper, and that's the comment that like, he typed that in himself and put it on Sleeper. It was the dumbest alert I've ever seen in my life, and it was almost like exactly what you guys had said on the podcast. So here it is. While it seemed impossible at the time of his surgeries. J.J. Watt is actually planning to return to the field during the first week of the playoffs. It's not for sure yet, but it's possible. Would be an incredible recovery for the star. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like I'm a Cardinals fan, and J.J. Watt makes our defense a lot better, but I fucking hate him, dude. The, the way he is, the way it's all about me, look at me. We predicted this shit from the beginning, and here it is, dude. Like... We're going to win a Super Bowl because J.J. Watt came back from the most horrific injury of all time. His little shoulder injury that we didn't even see happen on the field. I mean, that. I mean, this is what we called. As soon as, as, soon as everyone, oh, it's a season-ending injury. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, he's, you know, this is gearing up to be a story. 
I tear my rotator cuff every three months, dude. I'm fine. <laughs> All right, the Saints at the Falcons. Saints are three and a half point favorite. This game means nothing. I don't believe. There's no route for the Saints to get in, right? No. I got the Falcons, dude. I got the Falcons to cover three and a half. I could see them winning this game straight up. Atlanta has looked horrible. I mean, uh, the Saints have looked horrible. I know they won last week, but it's it's been ugly, man. Both these teams, really, Atlanta's up and down. But Atlanta in the Dome looks much better than outdoors. So, All right, one of the only teams with a little bit of a tougher matchup here, you know, to seal up their spot in the playoffs. The 49ers at the Rams. Rams are a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and the 49ers have to be, like, you know, both teams – they're coming out here like the 49ers need to win this to, I mean, they need to win to get in, right? Yeah. 49ers need to win to get in. I really, as a Cardinals fan. And the Rams need to win to win the division. Yeah. As a Cardinals fan, I'm really rooting on the Niners here so Cardinals can get the division back if they win and the Rams lose. But um, Rams should win the game. You know how it is, though. The Niners have been tough. The Niners beat them up pretty good the first time they played. Um. It just to me, it depends on what Stafford comes out. You Stafford, if if the scenario happens and the Cardinals get the home playoff game, you going? Oh, I'll fucking be there because you're. I'll be the good luck or the bad luck, dude. I'll be there. You're the bad luck. I'll charm. fucking be there. Dude. They got smoked by the. They got smoked by the Panthers when you went. It's right. They lost against other teams when I didn't go, so it ain't <laughs> on me, boys. <laughs> but it all depends on what uh what Stafford comes out, dude. This this month he's looked pretty bad. It what in my opinion. They need to get back to that. I know I've said it before. They need to get back under the center, run the ball first, play action off of that. Like, don't feed into oh, Matt Stafford, the shotgun quarterback. He was playing fine under center. That's when they're better is when, you know, they're more balanced. The teams don't know they're running or throwing. And they're saying Cam Akers is going to play, dude, which which blows my mind. I can't believe this dude came back from an Achilles in the same year. He's going to play, and he's going to. He might be the the horse, dude. He might be the workhorse. Oh, I don't. I just can't see it, dude. dude. I can't see Cam Akers being a workhorse on this. I don't know, man. We're gonna see. All right, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Carolina or Tampa Bay is a eight point favorite. And Weddle's lock of the week is Carolina. Carolina plus eight is Weddle's lock of the week. He's not here to defend himself, but Weddle has some kind of insider information, dude. He's saying that. Tampa Bay is going to sit all their starters, and it hasn't been announced. So he said, get in on this as soon as you can. It was like 10 and a half, and it's been moving the other way. So, may, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but Weddle swears that they're sending their players, and it hasn't been announced. And that is his, like, lock into why he's picking this team as his lock. I mean, don't they seem to have a lot to lose if they don't play? What do they lose? Because it could be the home game in the second round. Mm, yeah, I, I, I guess it could be. Yeah, because in the first round of the playoffs, they're going to get a home game. Right. I mean, don't you want your second round playoffs to be a home game? Well, aren't they aren't they locked in? Isn't the best seed they get is a, is a three at this point? Are they in the well, two? Well, no. I mean, if they lost and the Rams won, the Rams would obviously be a better record. So right now, is Tampa the two? I mean, Tampa's 12-4, and four, Rams are 12-4. and four. 
the, you know, Cardinals 11 and five. I don't like if, if Tampa, you know, if the Rams and Tampa lost and the cart, you know, do the Cardinals get move up to a, I guess that's a good point. If, if the pack, if the uh, Packers are the one seed and if Tampa could get the two seed, they wouldn't have to worry about playing anybody else. Yeah. They, they'd work. Yeah. I mean, they'd go to, you know, at the worst, they'd go to Lambeau. Eh. Hey man, you don't doubt wet on his locks. I'm just saying, but I mean, I mean, I could. I see. won't be betting on it, but don't bet against Weddle's locks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and probably, probably why this game is the Sunday night game is the this is probably the sole the playoff game before the playoffs. Yeah, the winner, the winner goes. Chargers at the Raiders in Vegas. Chargers are minus three. Sid. This is a good one. So I'm not a fan of either of these teams, and I want to be there for this game, dude. It's going to be crazy fun in Vegas. They're going to be loud. They're going to have Bruce Buffer there. It's going to be like the opening night, dude. It's going to be crazy. So who you got? I got the Chargers, but I really think it's going to be a close game because the Chargers, they're that team. They're so up and down. They could they could come out flat, dude, and get beat. So... Currently, the Rams have the number two spot. Okay, so maybe maybe that that's where the Bucks are thinking, but they but they play at the same time. That's the problem. Yeah, but I, I mean, the you I, you're seeing a route where the Rams could lose this game. Maybe the Bucks come out with their starters first half. I mean, maybe are the Bucks looking at the? We'd have to look at a breakdown all the scenarios because I mean it's possible if the if the Rams lose, Cardinals win. The, the Bucks would be ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me the Bucks still have a little something to play for. But I guess you, you could call Wedo. Fuck it, call him. You call him right now. <laughs> you could say the same thing about Cincinnati, but I think they got hit with some COVID. Joe Mixon was already he got Joe Mixon got COVID and a few other players, and they were like, "Nah, we we ain't playing, bro." Can we agree though that seven teams from each conference is enough? No more than seven. Yeah. Because we're gonna start turning the NBA where fucking more than half our league gets in the playoffs, dude. This ain't this ain't fantasy football, dude. You gotta earn this shit. I like it like this. Like the one team gets the buy. It makes it it makes getting that buy super important. And I mean, and for the Packers to seal that up before week eighteen is <coughs> that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Especially where they miss Rodgers on some games. Like they've they've had a really good season and And they got the scary part is the Dog guys they got week one. Yeah. And the scary part is their best players on defense are out and are coming back. And, and really same thing with Tampa, dude, they're missing a lot of guys on defense that are coming back too. So, I mean, those two, if they meet again, dude, it's going to be cause last year's game was good. Mm-hmm. I remember right now sitting in native, watching that shit, drinking some beers. <laughs> it's it's going to be electric. Probably going to be, dude, probably just be another fucking rematch. So you got, are you on? I, I got to be on the Chargers yeah, for dude, this one. Chargers at three, like it's it's the safe money. Like if you're gonna put money on this game, you gotta bet the Chargers, dude. I mean, who who do you want at quarterback? You want Derek Carr? I mean, Derek Carr is respectable, but but do you want Derek Carr or do you want Justin Herbert? And they're missing like, and I'm pretty impressed that the Raiders are sitting at nine and seven with everything that's happened this mm-hmm. year. You know, John the John Gruden situation, the the Henry Ruggs situation, the they had 
they had another player get a DUI. One of their cornerbacks got a DUI the other day. I mean, it's... Yeah, they've had all kinds of shit going on. And, you know, losing the greatest coach, you know, in Raiders history. To me, the biggest thing about this game is the Raiders are at home. The Raiders are at home. Those fans are going to be nuts. That stadium's going to be loud. The first time, the first game I saw where the uh, Vegas's first home game, they were cranking up the fucking loudspeakers and shit on third downs. Like they're cheaters, man. Like they're. It's going to be tough. <laughs> that that's the one thing the Raiders got in their in their favor. It's going to be a tough game to win. I mean, it's going to be a tough game for the Chargers to win. Dude. It's going to be loud. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a fun one to watch, dude. Especially the night game. You know all the playoff scenarios. And winner gets in right there, dude. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this one on Sunday night. That that should be a fun one to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking at through the games, I mean, the the Rams, Rams San Francisco should be a pretty decent one. I don't see much of a chance that the Seahawks make much of a game out of it with the cards unless they're playing spoiler. But all they'd be doing is spoiling. I mean, the cards are in the playoffs. There's not a not a whole lot of like, you know, where you're seeing where these teams would be just playing straight up spoiler, knocking them out of the playoffs. I mean, because ja- I mean, Jacksonville may want to go in there and do that, but they ain't. And that's one thing that we've noticed. This is obviously the first year with 18 weeks. With one game added, you see how much, how like the playoff scenarios are already put in place. Like there's only like you said, there's one playing game. And then there's one there's one or two teams that if they lose, they're out. Like, before, you know, when there's only 17 weeks, it was like, there's fucking 10 teams that could get in. Yeah, there's playoffs before the playoffs yeah. and teams playing spoiler. and Yeah. NFL, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Man, we're really, we're really close to, you know, we got 16 games this week. Goes down to six games next week, four the week after. And I promise you guys, playoffs, we're going to be really locked in, dude. We only got to do research on four games. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then it's going to be rich. We're, we're a short time period away from no football. Don't fucking say that. You don't say that. <laughs> you don't not, say that. It's not fair. <laughs> you know, oh, dude, I mean, we have 16 games this week and the national championship game on Monday. So, four-string Joe... He mentioned in our in our league chat the other day, he's like, Hey guys, this is nine months away from fantasy football. And I was like, It's like a it's like a horrible pregnancy, dude. Like <laughs> like when you say like nine months without football, dude, that fucking sucks, man. Like I remember it wasn't that long ago. It feels like yesterday that I was complaining that football wasn't here yet. And and now it's over. The NFL does pretty good about the you know, you feel like football's over, and then very quickly there's the I mean, they make a big deal about the free agency, mm. and then it's then there's a big deal about the draft in April or May. Now it's and because football is the alpha. Like basketball could be on in the NBA finals, the baseball could be on in their finals, and then all you want to talk about is how this dude's going to this team in the NFL. That's all that matters, dude. <laughs> baseball in their finals, <laughs> <laughs> the World Series, that whatever, dude. Them, them guys are whack. Uh, dude, Weddle's top five. You got you got your list. Yeah, so uh, for Weddle's top five, we're doing uh, Wilson's top six because he ain't here to fucking do it. And you know what? When I say it, debate aloud. There, there ain't there ain't no like 
ex, you know, I'm going to do a little explaining on the, on my top two guys here, but I don't need to explain shit. This is, this is where those top five that I'm taking over today. So bring it. It's going to be top six hardest hitting safeties in the NFL all time. Right at six, Brian Dawkins, bad motherfucker at five, John Lynch, <laughs> bad motherfucker at four, Sean Taylor, rest in peace, bad motherfucker, Steve Atwater. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen a lot of Steve Atwater. That dude was a fucking hitter, man. Bad motherfucker. <laughs> All right. At two, not a lot of people know because this dude was playing in the in the 80s. Jack Tatum, Raiders, Oilers. Oh, yeah. They called him the assassin. Like, I, I almost put him one, dude. And and most people probably would put him one. Like, the old school heads that are listening to this shit are probably screaming right now. Like, this dude should be one. He turned a dude into a quadriplegic bro i don't know if you saw this he hit this dude so fucking hard that he became paralyzed from the neck down for the rest of his life like this dude was a fucking hitter and if you pull up his tape this dude was punching people all the time which is just hilarious dude but anyways and then number one dude if you ain't heard his name yet we're talking hardest hitting safeties of all time like ronnie lott oh Ronnie Lott is the baddest motherfucker I ever watched hit people. And cut off his own fingers. Dude. So he could play football. Like, hardest hitting safety of all time to me is Ronnie Lott, dude. Like, fuck. Bad motherfucker. <laughs> and he cut off, I mean, just. Yeah. I mean, how can you, <clears throat> dude, cut off his fingers? I mean, he played for the 49ers with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, and he was the fucking tone setter. When he hit people, he changed games. And. And, dude, I wish football was like it was then. That I missed the hits and I missed the, I don't know, man. Like, some honorable mention, Cam, Cam Chancellor. He was a fucking hitter, dude. My boy, Adrian Wilson, I got to put him as honorable mention. He, I mean, it, it would be fandom if I put him in the, in Weddell's top five, but he, he was a fucking <laughs> bad motherfucker, too. Troy Palomalu was fucking good hitter. Yeah, I mean, it always feels good if you're when your team has that hard hitting safety. And oh yeah, because it's. I mean, I remember, you know, multiple years as a Bengals fan. Not you know, they're not going to make any list on it or nothing. But the man, they've had some dudes that they would go down there and just lay some wood, dude. Mm. And even like the way, I mean, the way Von Bell last year handled Juju dancing on their logo, love him, just blew him up, love it. <laughs> Set the tone for that game. There's a lot of lot of safeties I could have put up there, dude. Like, I liked seeing Rodney Harrison hit motherfuckers. Yeah, that's. I mean, a lot of cool shit. Yeah, and it, it's interesting how safe some of the safeties. It's like they're not the hard hitters, but they're the ball hawks, like Ed Reed. Mm-hmm. And man, I mean, where would you put like Paul Malu? Yeah, he's right there, dude. Like, he he almost cracked the list, but. Those three guys, to me, they're they're all in the same little group. It's yeah. Palomalu, Dawkins, and Ed Reed. Those three safeties are the ones I remember playing at the same time. And they all had different things that they were good at. But Brian Dawkins was the intimidator. He'd come out, fuck you up. And Troy Palomalu could do it too. But I, to me, Palomalu is the, the smart one. He's the yeah. one jumping over the line and tackling the quarterback before he hikes the ball and doing crazy shit like that, man. Yeah, I remember that interception he had where he got his like fingers under the ball. Unbelievable. That that play was 
it didn't even they showed the replay and he said two fingers under this ball. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah, they're solid. I like the list. Top six. Yeah. Shout out Weto. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring all the fire that Weto yeah. brings to No, no, that that's his thing, dude. I just come in and I say the facts. I say what it is and but that's only it. only if it's food or wrestling. Yeah. It's got a He's got hey. all the juice behind it when there's like food or wrestling. Shout out Manny D five on his championship, but my top list was way fucking better than yours. That top four <laughs> fucking draft foods was pathetic. <laughs> was that He's boy? like, you guys put me on the spot. We did we did put him on the spot. We just like, hey, pizza roll. <laughs> well, the funniest part is we'll never let him live this part of it down was Nacho's. It was nachos and wings, right? Was yeah. the debate. He didn't like wings because it makes his fingers messy. <laughs> he said he didn't. He said wings couldn't be one because it's messy and they put nachos in <laughs> one. <laughs> great. great. He doesn't like to get dirty. Well. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we talked about what a little bit of news around the league and talked about the, the Bama Georgia game. I know we're excited for that on Monday. A lot of people split on that one. Yeah. And bef- and before you end it, we got to make a pact, dude. Next week is playoffs. We're not recording until we're all three here. Hear that, Weto? Yeah. It's been my fault last few weeks. I'm sorry. One thing that's consistent is Wes in his basement. We're going to be there. <laughs> well, I mean, like. He's going to be there. I mean, part of that, like, we pushed it all the way to today because that was the day Weto. He's like, let's do it on Friday. You know, it's like there's no game on Thursday. And like, all right, cool. Then he did. But, uh, yeah, we look back at week 17, week 18 preview, locks of the week. We got, uh, you got, what was your lock? I got Colts, Jags, under 44. Second lock, we're taking the Colts over 15 and a half, dude. <laughs> and and I locked in the Patriots minus six and a half, and Weddle locked in Carolina plus eight at at Tampa Bay. Let's hope uh, Weddle's sources are correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we get into it, we got uh you know, get to come at you next week talking about these playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah. Break down the Georgia Bama game. Who won the championship? It's gotta be Bama, right? All right, boys. Thank you for joining us. Yo, Adrian, we did it. Y'all have a great night.